Hello, welcome to the baseball show. We're live from Orlando, Florida. My name is Luke. I'm Sam. And uh, where are we staying? Oh, we're at the uh, the Holiday Inn Express. Oh, and uh, why didn't you want to stay where the winter meetings are? I don't need to. I uh, I get great scoops from here. Ah, okay. Uh, well, okay. We're close. I guess We're you close. just check your uh, Twitter. We could have just done that from home, but okay. Uh, glad we're here. Um, the Yankees. John Carlo Stanton. Yep. Your thoughts? Well, what can you say that hasn't already been said at this point? I personally am thrilled, but I find it more interesting that you're not. What are your concerns? I, I feel like you have some. Look, you know, my main concern is him coming to New York. He's from Florida. It's all he knows. Came up there a young kid. Florida, you know, they never really had the ballpark full. He doesn't have 25 reporters asking him a million questions after the game. He doesn't have the pressures of New York. And I've always liked Giancarlo Stanton, but I have to tell you, I was not impressed by his introduction at the winter meetings a couple of days ago. That as a chance to wipe the floor with the Marlins, just rip their organization apart for about five minutes. I mean, I, I forgot he was playing with the Yankees. You know, I I, I I I don't understand. You know, he didn't seem as thrilled to be a Yankee as he was bitter about the Marlins. I mean, I don't know if he can say that. I mean, I think there's a lot of emotions there. I, I think it was a process where the he didn't feel like he was treated respectfully. Didn't feel like he was treated with the respect uh, he deserved after essentially being the the only strong, consistent part of that franchise for the last eight years. Now, everything he said, I think we can both agree on. Yeah. I, I, so, I, the Marlins are a horrendous organization since they won the World Series in 03. And honestly, they were a couple of free agent signings away from not winning that World Series. And, you know, Pudge Rodriguez was on that team, and, and you know, everything kind of came together for them that year. But, you know, I, I just... It's a, it's a poor organization. They can't keep a manager. You know, how many managers did Giancarlo play under? I, I don't even know. And, you know, I just... You know, I just got a... Uh, actually, I just got an update. Yeah. Yeah, of course, you're talking about Manny Machado. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's really the big story right now is is he seems to be someone who's clearly going to be on the move here pretty soon, even though any team who acquires him would just get his rights for the 2018 season. Um, he is an under, unrestricted free agent after this year. Uh, teams would get a, a first-round pick if, if, if he leaves and they can't resign him. However, once again, the name and team involved appears to be the Yankees now story is that the White Sox are in on him and looking to flip him to the Yankees for their top prospects. Uh, there's already been talks that the Mar uh, the Orioles would be interested in Torres and a combination of other prospects for Machado. I mean, is this, could you, could you imagine if he was added to that roster? I mean, that's insane, honestly. 
you know, honestly. I mean, it's 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 coincidental that that notification just came in as we were talking about John Carlos Stanton, but the New York Yankees don't even give us the opportunity to finish our thoughts on John Carlos Stanton. They are aggressive. They are active. They are here at the winter meetings. They are looking to win next year. Not the year after, but next year. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 pretty... I'm not going to say unprecedented because this is how they used to operate, but they've never had the benefit of a farm system like this to play with where you can effectively trade someone who's regarded as a, a future Machado for a player of that caliber. Uh, this is still an organization with a top two, top three farm system in baseball anywhere you read it. Yeah. And giving away Torres, it would, it would also almost be representation that the Yankees are back to the Bronx Bombers from George Steinbrenner's days. I mean, clearly. You know, I think the Yankees' goal while getting young was to get lucky with a couple of studs. And I think they found their studs very quickly. And now they have these other young guys that are coming up and they don't know whether they should try to develop them and take the chance or to flip them to another team. I think it's interesting what they're doing, and I think that was another reason that I want to go back to the John Carlos Stanton trade. That was another reason why that was such a great move because the Yankees dumped some salary on the Marlins too, which was very interesting. And uh, they got rid of Star- Starling Castro, and I'm not sure if they just got rid of him and traded him to the Marlins because his name is Starlin, and they can play you know, Starlin Marlin all day. On the uh, video board right there, but I, you know, I, um, I think that was just a great move. They gave up two low-level prospects. They took on a big salary. I think, as we were saying, John Carlos gonna have a tough time in New York, and he's gonna have some adjustments to make here. And I was not impressed by the way he spoke, but I do think that John Carlos Stanton can easily become the new home run king as a Yankee. Well, and let's, let's not forget, okay, there's something really important about this trade, uh, and it's not why you think. Giancarlo has an opt-out in 2020, mm-hmm. okay? So what does that mean? That doesn't just mean that the Yankees could lose him and the player is rewarded for that. No, that means he's incentivized to keep up his performance, so that he can opt out and get a bigger deal from either the Yankees or somebody else. So... I actually really am happy about that. You know, of course, if he's underperforming, he's not going to opt out. He's going to The Yankees will have to pay the last, what I guess it would be, six, seven, seven years. years of his contract. Yeah. But more than likely, he's going to do everything in his power. And, and if you see, if you haven't seen him, he's a pretty powerful man to have enough performance to be able to opt out at that point, similar to A-Rod, except people forget Stanton's only 28 years old and has a 10-year contract. Not as bad as some of these other deals. And he's got the opt-out. Yeah, well, you can't... I mean, he's. what's he expecting to get nine years after that? I mean, you know, I, I don't... Uh, if he takes that opt-out, who's giving him a 10-year contract? Because I think the Yankees have learned their lesson from that one. <laughs> wow. You know, I, I would hope so, at least. And, you know, I, I think that opt-out 
if that becomes, you know, an issue, you know, you might see Giancarlo Stanton traded to another team, especially if the Yankees are so stacked. But if they were to get Manny Machado, I mean, they're they're going to probably have to unload Glaber Torres. Of course they would. Yeah. And, How do you feel about that? You know, I think it's an interesting move. I think if um, this was to happen, the Yankees would have to sign Machado immediately to a, a long-term contract. You can't trade. I don't believe you can trade Glaber Torres for a one-year rental. I don't think it's it's worth it. Yeah, well, they're not exactly able to call Manny and say, hey, uh, if we trade for you, will you sign an eight-year deal with us? Well, they've done that before. I've, I've seen them do that before. Sure, but you can't expressly do it. There can be sort of backroom, under-the-table discussions, but really, really, really marginal. Yeah, I mean, as soon as this goes through... Brian Cashman cannot call Manny Machado and ask him if he would be uh, amenable to a long-term deal. Um, I've seen the Yankees do that, though. I just couldn't tell you with who, I feel like. That would be a violation of a number of rules. No, yeah, of course, but, you know, don't be surprised if it happens, you know? Well, you know, speaking of the Yankees, a man named Billy Epler used to be Brian Cashman's assistant general manager. He is now the general manager of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California, of Los Angeles of Anaheim. <laughs> and he has just today acquired Ian Kinsler after recently acquiring Otani. And prior to that, locking up Justin Upton after acquiring him in a trade to a long-term contract. He has acquired Angelton Simmons, who has developed into an MVP kind of player. Mike Trout is under contract for another five years. Appears to be pretty happy there. Pujols is still a bat. Garrett Richards could be healthy. They're not done. They have more money. Are the Angels good? I think the Angels are good, but I think this Otani deal is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, That injury to his elbow is is, is scary. And I find it interesting that they signed him already, knowing that that was uh, an issue. You know, and, uh, you know, the Kinsler deal is an interesting deal. I mean, he's been in the league for 12 years. Um, you know, he had a decent year last year. He had 288. Uh, you know, he's, he's always had a power bat, but he's 35 years old. You know, so how, how long do you get a good second baseman? And, or do you even get one? You know, but I, I, think they're, I think they're also looking to win now. So they're only looking for one or two years. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Um, but, it, you know, I think the, the interesting thing is the uh, new double play combination that they got. And up the middle, they're, uh, they look good with Trout, um, Simmons, and Kinsler. And, you know, let's not forget, Pujols is not a, not a slouch over there on first either, you know. Well, he does slouch. He's getting a little chunkier. But getting he's a little bigger, but, you know, he's always been a, a solid glove over there, you know. And he can, and he can, he can still... Hit 30, 35 homers. Yeah, I mean, I'd take him over, um, you know, Matt Holly, Chase Headley, <laughs> any day of the week at first base. Um, well, speaking of Chase Headley, small note, the trade that the Yankees made, the player that they got, by the way, Jabari Blash, is apparently possibly going to be going to play in Japan, 28-year-old minor league journeyman. There was a pure contract dump, okay? All that means, Brian Cashman is essentially saying, 
we want another $13 million freed up so we can make another big move. Yeah. So something else is going to happen. I don't know what. Well, they need pitching. We know well, that. Well, they're in talks for Patrick Corbin. They're in talks for Michael Fulmer. Yeah. They're talking I, haven't heard, I haven't heard any Darvish, although I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Fulmer's a, a solid solid move, I think. You know, he's got five years of team control left. Um, you know, it, it, that's a solid rotation with Fulmer, Sonny Gray, Tanaka, Severino. It's a solid rotation. Do you think the Yankees are going to just add to their lineup, or do you think they're going to try to acquire another pitcher rather than uh, reach into AAA? I honestly think that pitching is their ultimate goal the rest of the offseason, and part of the reason they traded Headley is I think that within ownership and our management, there's a desire to see Torres at second base and Andujar at third. I, I don't know that that'll happen in opening day. I could see the Yankees giving Todd Frazier a two-year, $20 million deal, $18 million deal, because they think he's the right guy to have around some of these developing players. But I ultimately think that this year, if the Yankees' master plan is successful, you'll you'll see Andujar starting at third on a regular basis and Torres at second and both performing at a high level. And I don't think no, people realize Miguel Andujar, the, the level of hitter, prospect that he is uh, yeah, he's I mean, taken very seriously you know that's what's interesting you know they have so many potential moves that they can make you know and uh, I I tend to believe that they're looking to fill one of those infield spots uh, either third or second and with uh, you know someone from not the Yankees organization um, I just don't see them taking Starting the season with Andujar on third and, and, and Torres on second. Well, that's why that's why I said that it's possible that you see a Frazier signing or honestly a third baseman that I don't have a huge problem with them going after, but they won't. Uh, Mike Moustakis, uh, I actually am interested in him I as think a Mike, free agent. I think he, I, I don't disagree with you on that actually. Uh, he he seems like he could be a solid Yankee, a uh, big left-handed bat, you know, in Yankee Stadium. It's interesting. It's an interesting move, but they'd have to lock him up for five, six years, and I don't think that's a commitment you want to make. That could turn well, into another Chase Headley deal. Um, yeah. You know, well, I think that's what's scary. Well, he has a lot more power uh, than Headley does. Um, but I, I, I agree with you. I don't see it as something that's going to happen based on the, the current climate and the way that Cashman and his operation have seemingly easily acquired and stacked top-level prospects at almost every position on the field. The only places that are really weak are third base in terms of prospects. Uh, well, Torres can play third or second. Uh, I mean, he's a true shortstop is what he is. All these, all, all the best athletes coming up are always shortstops. Yeah, but they're not. He's not going to be playing shortstop. <laughs> he's not, but, but there is talk that... Gregorius could slide over the third if the Yankees got Machado, which would be interesting to me. I can't, you know, I, I've thought of that. I can't see him at third, honestly. Um, I think he, it would be a little awkward over there. He would, it, he just looks like a shortstop to me. At best, you know, I could see him maybe at second. Um, 
you know, it's very interesting. The Yankees have a lot of depth, and, and there's so many possibilities and so many moves that they could potentially make. I think that, you know, the, the first thing they have to worry about is pitching, but after getting this notification about Machado, I, you know, that's something that I could see happening, and especially, especially with the third team involved. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. But I think they would be giving up a lot for it. I agree with you. Moving along here, the Red Sox apparently are the closest of any team on signing J.D. Martinez. Dave Dombrowski's not going to let the offseason go by without making multiple big moves. He's going to have to make a big splash. And and we know how the Yankees and the Red Sox have always counterpunched each other in the offseason, so... It's just a matter of time. J.D. Martinez with that big... You know, J.D. Martinez, I don't think people realize, he's pure hitter. I mean, yes, he had 42 homers last last year. But he hits them to right. He hits them to left. He hits them to center. You know? That is a great ballpark for J.D. Martinez. Great ballpark. But I think that they would need to go after two bats in order to be somewhat uh, capable to play against the Yankees. I mean, their lineup with J.D. Martinez doesn't look that strong to me either, and it, there's a lot of question marks there with Handy Ramirez and and uh, Mookie Betts, and you know you don't know what kind of season you're necessarily going to well, get out of these guys. Mookie I, I Betts is a stud. I'm, I shouldn't be saying Mookie Betts, but... I think the only outfielder you could be talking about like that would be Jackie Bradley, who they're looking to deal... But yeah, don't forget about Devers at third base. Yeah, uh, Devers, he, you know, yeah, you're right about Devers. Devers, um, Devers is a stud is, too, you know? He's not, he's not a, he's a guy who, if he hit 35 homers and 300 next year and was an MVP candidate. Would not surprise I, me at all. No, I wouldn't be surprised. He reminds me of Ortiz almost, you know? He's like a, a smaller, more athletic, power, lefty Boston bat, you know? Yeah, I, I, I see him a, a little differently than that, but I understand what you mean. I mean, the guy's a pure hitter. He was. You don't take Araldis Chapman deep on a 103-mile-an-hour fastball as a left-handed hitter. The other to, way. <laughs> to left center field. Yeah. Uh, nah, that's just not something that many people nah, are capable yeah, of on the whole planet of doing. Special, uh, special player. Special, special player. And I think yes. you'll see a big year out of Benintendi, too. Um, yeah. Benatendi is a, is a really good player. But, you know, they're still not that. They don't have that Stanton. They don't have that Sanchez. They don't well, have that Judge. I, I, I think that they're going to sign J.D. Martinez. I think they're going to be formidable. But I think, like, the, the Yankees, their biggest need is, is, is once again, pitching. Uh, for them, the question is, as it has been since the contract initiated, what are you going to get with David Price? They're paying him as a front-end starter, and it hasn't happened yet. Is this year going to be the year for them? If not, are they going to have a plan in place to be able to work around that? Because otherwise, they're going to get a first-round playoff elimination again. Yeah. I mean, you know, they need need depth. You know, I think they they have a good closer. the, The American League East really looks like it might be back to the 
for at least one year with the Yankees and Red Sox. Now the Blue Jays, I know, are trying to make additions. They still have Donaldson. They still have Ozuna, the closer that is. Uh, they, they, they have lots of good pieces. Yeah, they've just the smoke, big power bat. I mean, the, the, the Rays are looking to to trade Archer. They're looking like they could be rebuilding. The Orioles are looking to trade Machado. To me, that says they understand it rebuild. might not be their year. Yeah. And they, they, they are looking to get something for him because they're not planning on re-signing him. He's going to require a big, big deal. And, you know, that's if he comes to New York, you know, that's two huge contracts. And then you got Judge in five years, you know? It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It'll be very curious to see how the rest of it unfolds. We really thank you for listening to our first episode. We'll be back with much, much more. You have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>